Lord, not just because we're standing in church, not because that's what might be expected to be said, to be proclaimed, but you are a good, good Father. And we love you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for peace. Thank you, Lord, for strength. Thank you, Lord, that no matter what some of us may be in the middle of right now, you are right there with us. And whether you calm the storm or whether you just ride it out with us, you are good. You are good. And we're going to make it because you are good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray that you would be with us all over this building, in the other rooms, in this room, that you would be with us. And Lord, for all of those who are watching or listening online, Father, be with us. Father, for those of us who aren't here because we're traveling, Father, be with them. Be with all of us. In Jesus' name, let us hear your voice. Not mine. Let us hear your voice, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Hallelujah. Well, Michelle and part of the kids are away. Miss Catherine's away. We've got some folks that are away. But you're here. And so is Jesus. Amen? Amen. I thought I, I had the message nailed. I, I worked on it yesterday, and I want to thank you all for being so faithful yesterday. And, th- and that's the difference between where we are now and where we were uh, years ago. I would never be able to miss an operation that, that, such as yesterday. I would always have to be there, but I didn't have to be there because of you, because of many of you in this room and many of you who are not, maybe that, that are not here, that you were so faithful and you carried out the ministry, the work of the ministry yesterday. So thank you all. I appreciate it so much, and you don't know how much. And I, again, it just warms my heart that, again, you don't know. I mean, in the past, if I had to be there. I had to. But I don't have to anymore because God has sent you to do the work of this ministry in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. So thank you again. So let's begin now in Colossians. And I did work on the message yesterday, but and that's where I was. I had to work in the morning, and then right from work, I went to the office, and I'm trying to get ready because I knew I would be away this morning. And I thought I had it nailed, but then on my study time this morning, not so much. So we had to change just a a few things. So just bear with me, please. Um, And we're going to start off in Colossians this morning. In Colossians, and we're going to jump around. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture, so please be ready. Um, You know, some of it will be on the screen, some won't. Just jot it down and check me out. Amen? Amen. So in Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 15, some of this will be on the board, some of it won't. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Who is him? Jesus. Jesus, amen? And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in all things he may have the preeminence. Look at 19 with me. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, 
and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. My brothers and sisters, we're going to be talking this morning about the blood of Jesus. And it's, we're Christians, many in this room have been Christians for a very long time, and you know, we know all about the blood, but we need to be reminded. Amen? Amen. So now go with me if you would. Uh, wait, let me just pause there for a minute. Thank you, uh, Kaysen, for leaving that up. See, there, there's a couple of things that I've purposely have highlighted. We are reconciled back to God, and we have peace with God. Why? The blood. Amen? It just says it right there, through the blood of his cross. Now go with me to 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1, I'll begin in verse, part of verse 16. Again, some of this will be on the screen, some of it will not. So just check, feel free, make, make sure you jot it down, check it out later. 1 Peter 1. For behold, be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold or from aimless conduct or your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. What he's, let me pause here for a minute. You know, he's talking now about some of those things that they did according to the law. Okay? So that's why he's saying by tradition from your fathers. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was, listen, he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these last times for you. My brothers and sisters, again, highlighting certain things here. We've been redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. And notice what he says, he being Peter, the apostle by the Holy Spirit is saying, this is precious. This is the precious blood of Christ that we've been redeemed by. But look what it says here, and I, I, I call your attention to before the foundations of the world. So before God even spoke anything and everything into his existence, he already knew what was, he was going to do. He already had the plan. Okay, so now some say, well, big deal. Well, God knows the beginning from the middle, from the end. He knows it all. He is already occupying. He's occupying eternity, past, present, and future simultaneously. Amen. How he does it, I don't know. He's God. I'm not. And I don't even need to try to explain it to believe it. I, I just believe it. Amen. Amen? So my brothers and sisters, just like this, I, I, we've been reconciled and we have peace through the precious blood. We've been redeemed. All of these things through the precious blood of Christ. Amen? But I, again, it's very important to me, and I hope to you as well, that, we, that, that he's pointed that out. God intended this from the foundation of the world. God made it this way. He could have done it any other way. Okay, God, well, why did you do that? We have some hints. I'm going to read some scripture to you. Just pay attention, please. Have the spiritual ears and hear this. In Genesis 9, in verse 3, it says this, Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. Context. This is when Noah got off the ark. And this is when men basically uh, got permission to be non-vegetarians anymore. Okay? So now, if someone wants to be all upset with me because I, I eat meat, and if you, I'm not going to be upset with you if you don't eat meat, but let's not make this a contest because so many people think that they're a little bit more advanced. Listen, spiritually as well, I've run into these people, and many of you have too, that just because they don't eat meat or they don't eat certain meats, that they're more spiritually advanced. Why did I say that? Because, my brothers and sisters, this is not about what we think, how we feel, the things that we think make us holy. It's about the blood of Christ that makes us holy. Amen? All right, so every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I've given you all things, even as the green herbs, but you shall not eat flesh 
with its life. That is, its blood. Right? Do you see this? Now, I know this is repetitive. I know some of you already know this, but I mean, we need to get a hold of this. We need to get a hold of this. This is before the law, before anything else. But, my brothers and sisters, we know that in this statement, we know, and, and, and I'm going to say some stuff that's so obvious, and you're going to, oh, why, why did I need to hear that? Blood is so vital to every animal. Every, come on. The blood is how we have oxygen flows to all of our organs, nutrients, and, and, and everything else. Everything flows through our blood. Isn't that correct? <laughs> you just try it without blood. See how long it lasts. You see, my brothers and sisters, but all the animals, the life is in the blood. God intended it that way. Before the foundations of the earth, God already knew what, how, he would, how, he, he would, how he would cause us to function. He already knew it. And he already knew and he already planned and made sure that the life was in the blood. Correct? All right. How do I know that? Just said it. He said that. So now let me go a little bit more. We've, we've, we've kind of been through some of these scriptures. Remember uh, what we said now in, in 1 Peter where he's talking about this has been foreordained. It's been foreordained. But look at Leviticus chapter 17 with me. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Again, he's saying the same thing that he said in Genesis. The life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. Our soul is saved because of the blood. Amen? Back then, he was making atonement so that he didn't have to squash them like a bug when they sinned. They could offer the blood right ceremoniously. Right? You understand? For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. Amen? All right. So again, uh, life, the blood. So now this speaks to something different. Let me go again to Hebrews now, chapter 9. Chapter 9, verse 22. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. All of us are familiar with this scripture. But my brothers and sisters, so now remember, just as God, before the foundation of the earth, he set it up so that all of the life of animals, of, of humans and all animals, the life is in the blood. That's the key element as it relates to us having life. But what we see in Leviticus and then again in Hebrews, and there's many more scriptures, I just don't want to load you down, and many of you could probably fire them at me. But we also see the blood is extremely significant, extremely important as it relates to us spiritually, not just physically, but spiritually. Amen. God had a plan. Amen? Amen? The blood is so vital spiritually. And you know that God, even when Adam and Eve fell, we know immediately that God showed humans how to make atonement. Remember, immediately they felt shame. When they sinned, they felt shame immediately. They realized they were naked. Right? And then when God showed up, that's right, naked is, is more than naked. Naked means you did something wrong. I get naked when I take a shower, but if I do something wrong, I'm naked. Come on. Amen. Is there anybody else from the South here? Or am I the only? Come on. Listen. Listen. But when they heard God's voice, they hid themselves from God. It was even multiplied. Why? Because we, we're now ashamed. We can't be in the presence of God. Adam, Adam knew that. So what did God do? 
He made an atonement for their sin. He killed animals, spilled blood, and gave them skins to wear. So that's significant to us. Why is that significant? It says, look, we all sinned. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so, my brothers and sisters, when our atonement came, now we don't have to be ashamed. Our shame is gone. Just like God went ahead and He spilled the blood of the animals and He covered their shame, Jesus spilled His blood and covered your shame and mine. Well, I knew that. I've been a Christian for a long time. We need to remember that because so many times as we continue to walk in this world, as we continue to, to try and, and have this renewing of the mind to continue to take place, the enemy of our soul likes to remind us of some of the things that we have done and some of the things that make us unworthy. Amen. Are you there? All right. Oh, well, I'm not the only one. So Adam and Eve found that out. But also, remember, th this is another one. Cain and Abel. See, Adam and Eve passed that tradition down. Adam and Eve were, were, was able to... And, and evidently, there was still some communication, some fellowship with God. How do I know that? Because I'm smart. No, because it says it in the Scripture, right? When, when Abel's sacrifice was accepted by the Lord and Cain's was not, that was the first murder, right? Come on, say amen. A amen. That was the first murder. God accepted Abel's sacrifice because it was based on what God had already directed as it relates to making the atonement for human sin. Isn't that right? So my brothers and sisters, but, but, but it's so interesting to me because remember also what God said. when God, God already knew what had happened, but when He questions Cain to give him opportunity to clean it up, where's Abel? Where's your brother? Am I my brother's keeper? He breaks bad with God. Listen. God says, your brother's blood cries to me from the ground. Your brother's blood. So is that just God's fancy way of saying, I know what you did? No. The life is in the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blood is vital and it's spiritual. So now we see physically... And spiritually, how vital, how important the blood is. Now look at uh, Hebrews 9 with me. Hebrews 9, beginning in verse 11. It will be on the board. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For the blood... For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? That is a mouthful. But I want to point out a few things to you here. Listen. Right in that scripture, you have the Trinity. The Trinity is all there. You have Christ, you have the eternal spirit, and you have Father God. So the Trinity is present. The Trinity is in the middle of all of this. This isn't just a Jesus thing. We can't now become Jesus only. No, no, no. This is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit simultaneously being God. Amen? Hallelujah. This is the Trinity at work. But look what it says. Look, look. If, if, if God had went ahead and he, in the Old Testament, you know, let all things be purified with the blood of, of goats and, and lambs, and, but how much more 
this precious blood, as Peter describes it, this precious blood of Christ who offered Himself as a lamb without spot or blemish. Amen? And look what it says. So we have redemption, right? We have, um, uh, where is it? Oh, come help me, Lord. Sanctification. Look at that in verse 13. He sanctifies. We have redemption, but it also cleanses our conscience. Did you see that? See, so, so, so look, what is that saying? What does that mean? That now, okay, we're clear and I don't have to think about it? No. You know, this is talking about the outward things, the outward things that they have done, that what they're used to doing, right, as it relates to the law, those outward things that they did, which atoned for sin. Now he's saying through Christ Jesus, this, this is different. This is a change. Now, this is not a covering of your sin. This is, you have now been sanctified. You have now been redeemed. You also, my brothers and sisters, now this is something happening on the inside. Come on. This is something on the inside, not just an outward act, not just an outward thing, not just something that's a religious thing. This is an inward thing. This is spiritual. This is supernatural. This is giving you life on the inside. Hallelujah. Amen. But the blood is so powerful. The blood is so meaningful. The blood is everything. In Ephesians 2.13, But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once afar off, have been brought near by the blood. You've been brought near to God by the blood. Look at Romans 5, beginning verse 8. But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us much more than having now been justified by His blood. Remember, justified. We shall be saved from the wrath through Him. We don't have to face right. Why? We've been justified. It's just as if we never sinned. Hallelujah. We've been justified by the blood of Christ. Hebrews 13, 12. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. We're sanctified by the blood. Amen. We're set apart for God's use. Amen. We're set apart. We're no longer, listen, we're no longer uh, citizens of the world. We are now citizens of the kingdom of God. We've been sanctified. Amen. Hallelujah. 1 Peter, again, 1 Peter 2.24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Healing in your physical body. Does it mean spiritual healing? Absolutely does. But it also means healing in your physical body. How do I know that? I'm smart. No, because it says it in the Scripture. And, and listen, Jesus demonstrated it. Not only Jesus... His apostles. Not only His apostles, His disciples. Because someone will tell you in this modern era, all of that stuff died with the apostles. Oh, no, 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 it did not. These signs shall follow those who believe. I'm about to pop a gasket in here. These signs shall follow those who believe. The qualification is, you are a believer, you're a disciple of Christ. There are healings that happen that in this room. There are testimonies in this room of physical healings. There are certainly testimonies in this room of spiritual healings. Amen. Now I better get at least one or two amens because I know I got some safe. I thought I had some safe people in here. My brothers and sisters, spiritual healing, physical healing by His stripes, by His blood. It's not just the fact that He was whipped. The fact that He was whipped and His blood spilled. Hallelujah. All of these things that we have because of the blood of Jesus. The blood. 
Why? Because God said it from the foundations of the earth. The blood is going to be an important thing. The life is in the blood. Physically and spiritually. Amen? Okay, look, look back at Hebrews with me. In Hebrews chapter 4, in verse 15. We, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Oh, I'm getting it. Man, I'm so I'm getting pumped. I'm getting we, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. My brothers and sisters, look. So now we remember, many of us in this room, we understand that the high priests had to be consecrated with blood before they went in. There had to be a Otherwise they would drop dead. Amen? So now we have a high priest who understands us, but he is entered into the Holy of Holies and he's there forever for good and that's it. Amen. But look what it says, and, and just, to, just to make sure of the point, in Hebrews 10, 19, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. My brothers and sisters, he ended up being qualified, the, qualified because of his being the perfect sacrifice and smelling his own pure blood, his powerful blood, as the apostle says by the Holy Spirit, his precious blood to take away the sins of the whole world, he is more than to go into the Holy of Holies. Seated at the right hand, he has all authority. All power and authority belongs to him. And because, listen, it says that we are also seated in heavenly places. Amen? With him. Why? Because of his blood. Because of his blood. Look at that's what it says in that which is therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So look, I put those two scriptures together. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, when I look at Hebrews 4 and then I look at Hebrews 10, here's what now we know that the apostle is telling the Hebrews, look, you can't be doing all of this. You can't leave the faith. Jesus is enough. You can't go back to do all of these, these symbolized things, all of these things that were pointing to what Jesus was going to do. It's been done, so now you've put your faith and trust in the blood of Jesus. Amen? And so look what he says, by the faith, so now you're coming near God. You could come boldly before the throne of grace and ask for his mercy and his grace in the time of need. What does this mean? No matter what you're going through, by the blood of Jesus, you now have the power and authority. You don't have to crawl in on your hands and knees at all. No, no. It says that because of the blood of Jesus, you can approach God. Not all haughty. That doesn't mean haughty. That means you don't have to be worried that you're going to drop dead like that priest did if he went in there with sin. Is this making sense to anybody besides me? My brothers and sisters, this is awesome news because no matter what I'm going through, no matter what's happening in my life, no matter what's happening in my kid's life, no matter what's happening, I can go before the throne of grace and ask for strength. God, please, strengthen me. Give me the words. Give me wisdom. Lord, bless my children. Hallelujah. Well, who didn't know that? I think all of us know that, but I think that I, I, maybe I'm just the only one that need a refresher and, may, and just really understand this blood, how, how meaningful, how powerful that it really is. Hallelujah. Hey, did somebody turn the heat up in here or what? <laughs> turn it off or down or whatever. Now, let me ask you something. For whom did Jesus shed his blood? Say that as proper English. For whom did Jesus shed his blood? 
Everybody. It's not right? Every you answered correctly. For he God so loved the world, he gives them that whosoever he loved the world. Anybody in the world will everyone be saved? No. Only those who trust that Jesus' blood is the proper atonement. No, no, no. That delivers them totally. Come on. You have to believe. You have to trust. Isn't that right? Oh, big deal, Tony. I came to church on a Christmas, what is it, New Year's Eve, just to hear that. Who didn't know that? Well, my brothers and sisters, we have to know that that blood is so powerful and it doesn't just get us to Christ or just get us into the Holy of Holies. It's all of those things that that provides for us. It's all of those things that the blood does, That all the power that we now have because of that blood. But here's the problem. I'm going to read to you from Romans. It might be up there. Romans 10.10. 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. So, so we know that, my brothers and sisters, full context, salvation. But my brothers and sisters, it's the same with everything. And here's, here's what I want to add to that. In, in Revelation chapter 12, you all are familiar with the scripture. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. So you see, my brothers and sisters, look, I'm, I, I, there's a principle of God here. There is a spiritual law here. It's not just a physical law. This is a spiritual law. That the blood of Jesus is able to do all of those things I mentioned. And also, the blood of Jesus right here, is, as it's mentioned, we overcome the enemy of our soul by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And so, see, as it said in 10, with the heart one believes unto righteousness, right standing, that doesn't mean that, oh, I'm, no, with the heart I believe. With the mouth I confess. The problem, my brothers and sisters, is we have to make sure that the mouth is confessing with the heart. And so then I, I, then I look at this scripture in Revelation where it says that the enemy of our soul is overcome by the blood of the Lamb, which is so powerful, and the word of our testimony. See, I don't know, the church that I was born again in, they, that was a word of faith church, and it was, I'm so thankful that I went there and I heard the gospel and I became born again, but they're erred in so many ways as it relates to some of these further things. And, you know, what they taught us early on in that church, before I even knew what I'm talking to you about right now, and that's why I'm speaking this way, maybe you were under some of the same teaching, that all you have to do is point at something and plead the blood of Jesus on it, and everything's going to be okay. I'm serious. I was taught that. Well, you know, if you see this wrong, that wrong, the other, just the blood of Jesus. Okay, now here's the problem with that. As I've looked at these past two scriptures that I've just showed you, in uh, Romans chapter 10, and then we look at what we, what we saw here in Revelation uh, chapter 12. My brothers and sisters, listen, I could say it all day long, but what am I convinced of in my heart? See, I can go ahead and say that, but if I don't even know anything about what the blood of Jesus actually did, can it be effective? At all? You see what I'm saying, my brothers and sisters? Oh, it might get the devil's attention, but then he's going to test you. Come on. The church is getting tested. How many of you know that? Hallelujah. See, Pleading the blood and applying the blood are two different things. 
let, let, me, let me tell you what I mean by that. Um, remember that the, the children of Israel, right? The first Passover. Remember what they had to do, right? God told them, you, know, you take that lamb, the Passover lamb, you slay it, you collect the blood in a bowl, and you paint the doorpost and the lentil with hyssop, with the hyssop, you dip it in the blood, right? You paint it. But what else did they have to do? Stay behind it. Now, let me, and it's going to seem silly, but let me ask you something. <clears throat> Say um, somebody said they're, they're hearing some screams outside, and they want, oh, they, you know, there's some cattle in the field in the first, because even the animals died. So they open the door and step out to see what's going on. What would have happened? Why? God said, stay inside. Stay behind that blood. Isn't that right? So no matter how curious I get, no matter how much my humanness wants to see what in the world is going on, I heard a scream. I hope that wasn't Margaret or Joe or Fred or Ethel or whoever. I hope it wasn't them. I want to go see. Let me go check on my neighbors. As much as my humanness wants me to go, my curiosity is peaked and I can't hold. You better stay behind that door. Why? Because God said so. That's why. That's all. See, my brothers and sisters, we live in a day and age, especially if you're the American church, man, you've got to know all the facts and figures. Well, I don't know. Let me, let me figure it out. Let me see that. Let me, let me test that. And all. No, 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 no. God said it. That's all. Listen, I'm going to go back to Abel. Abel. Abel didn't have Holy Spirit like we do. Abel didn't have the written scriptures like we do. But Abel made a perfect sacrifice to God. So much so that when his brother killed him, his blood cried out to God. Well, you know why? Because he trusted God. And I had to jot it down here. Look, in Hebrews 11, this is what it says about Abel. In Hebrews 11.4, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. He being dead still speaks? Yeah, don't you hear him? Yeah, you just heard him. I just, I just spoke of him. I just spoke of his witness. I just gave his witness. Do you hear that, my brothers and sisters? So, look, God is teaching us something through that, isn't he? So, God is speaking by able a truth into your life, into my life. That listen, yeah, it's okay. You know, Abel knew that he had to sacrifice the blood. But why? Because God said so. And he had faith that he, he did it the right way. God would honor that. That's all that I need to know. God said it. That's the way I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen? And then after, let me go back. Now, remember the... the the uh, feast of the unleavened bread and the Passover kind of joined together, right? So they not only had to then go ahead and stay behind the door with the blood painted, they all had, they made sure, that, then beyond that, they had to make sure that there was no leaven in the house and they were eating unleavened bread. What does that mean? Our life has changed. That's what that means. I'm not regarding sin. I'm not hiding sin in my life anymore. I'm getting all the sin out. I'm getting, come on. So let me go back because I know that maybe, you know, Revelation 12, the accuser of the brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, blood of the door, by the word of their testimony. 
by the word of testimony, I'm believing what I'm saying. It's not just me saying something. I believe in the blood of the Lamb, and they did not love their lives to the death. I'm going to live out the life that God has prepared for me, not the one that I think I should be doing. Come on. Oh, that's so... Everybody knows that, Tony. Okay. And hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My brothers and sisters, this, this, this message just resonated with me so much because when I was a baby Christian and I had um, elders of a church telling me that I just have to plead the blood and the problems are going away. And if they're not going away, that that means my faith is, I, got, I, ha, I don't have any faith. My faith isn't in the proper place. To a small degree, they're correct. But they're teaching this without taking the proper steps to get there. Are you with me? Okay. I, I, that's why I want to make sure and I want to refresh myself to understand that this is something that God, the life is in the blood, physical and spiritual. And God's blood, God's blood that he spilled for me is so powerful, but I have to know that. I can't just, it's not just a fancy saying or it's not just this good luck charm. Remember, you see me do this all the time. There's no place like home. There's no, like dark, there's no place like no. No, it's not that. If you repeat this enough, it's going to happen. No. No, it's not going to happen. I can repeat to you right now, I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to win the lottery. I'm not going to win the lottery. I don't play the lottery. No, see how silly, how silly that is? But don't we live in a day and age that's like that? I'm a woman. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Am I a woman? Don't we live in a day and age like that? So my brothers and sisters, spiritually speaking, we can't take that attitude. Just because I feel like it, it feels right to me, it makes sense to me, Pastor Tony said so, I'm going to name your favorite pastor because then you'll be really mad at me, so-and-so on TV said so, Joel Olstein said so, whoever. No. What did God say? What did God say? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 If Eleni was here, she'd be laughing at me. But hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Everything that I have spiritually, I have because His blood. The sanctification that I enjoy, I enjoy because He loved me and He spilled His blood so that I can be in fellowship with Him. Hallelujah. And it's not about me now standing up here all big and bad and when I come in, well, the blood of Jesus on that. The blood of Jesus. They they literally taught us that. The blood of Jesus on that. Okay, that's fine. It's good. I can claim the blood of Jesus. But do I really understand what it is that I'm saying? Do I really understand... No, you know what I think, my brothers and sisters? I need to get in that place. 
Maybe you don't. Maybe you're of the mind. Maybe, But I need to get in that place. Lord God, thank you for your blood. Wash me. Clean me again. Renew my mind. Hallelujah. Lord, everything that you've made available to me, spiritually, supernaturally, you've made through the blood of Jesus. So I receive it. I receive it. Hallelujah. Thank you for your blood, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for loving us, even though we didn't deserve it. Even though we didn't deserve it, we turned our backs on you as human beings. We disobeyed. We became haughty, self-important. But God, hallelujah, not willing that any should perish, Hallelujah. Spilled his blood. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Lord, protect my children. Lord, please protect my grandchildren. I'm pleading with you, Lord, to apply the blood to their lives. Somehow, someway, let them come to an understanding of the blood that you shed for them to make them whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In 1 John, chapter 1, beginning in verse 5, this is the message which we have heard from Him and declare to you, that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Did you see that? If I'm walking with God, I have that flow. (laughs) If I'm walking with God, if I'm walking in the light, if I'm walking in the knowledge of the true and living God, if I'm walking in His kindness, in His goodness, in His mercy, in His grace, if I'm walking in Christ, if I'm abiding in Christ, His blood continues to cleanse me from my unrighteousness. Oh, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, because remember, John himself in this same letter says, if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us. That doesn't mean that we get to do whatever we want. No, when we know that we've made the mistake, when we sin and God reveals, Holy Spirit sends a check off in our heart, then we have the... See, that's the great thing about walking with God. We have His Spirit then to go ahead and check us. And when we get that check and we say, Lord, please forgive me. I've offended you. How precious is that flow? Hallelujah. 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 Uh, When I was studying this, there's more scripture, but I'm going to let it go. When I was studying this, there was a couple of things that stuck out. But this thing, in Exodus, uh, I can't, I I may see if I, yes. In Exodus chapter 29, the Lord speaks to Moses and he tells him about consecrating the priests. Right? He, He talks to them about consecrating the priests. And he says, and then he does it. He actually does it in Leviticus chapter 8. So they hold, so Aaron and his sons holds the rams down by the horns. 
they, they slit his throat. They drain all the blood. And they make the first one is an offering to God. Incense to, to heaven. They burn it. The second one, God says, take some of the blood and put it on the right ear of Aaron and his sons, the right thumb of Aaron and his sons, and the big toe of his right foot, put the blood on Aaron and his sons. And I, 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 I'm just going to tell you what it means to me. Okay? Now this is part of their consecration. That they may hear the word of God. Amen? That they may do the work of God. I got the chill pumps all over me. I'm hot as I can be. And that they walk in the ways of God. My brothers and sisters, in Revelation, I want to read to you from Revelation now, okay? In Revelation chapter 1, John giving his greeting. But in chapter, I'm sorry, in verse 5, he says this From Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and to the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God. Do you hear that? I don't think that that's an accident, my brothers and sisters. He made us kings and priests to God the Father. My brothers and sisters, I don't know about you. Stand with me, please. I'm going to pray. I don't know about you, but I want fresh blood on my ear, fresh blood on my hand, fresh blood on my toe. How about you? And for you at home, please pray this with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, this may be the last message I preach. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the last one I preach in 2023. So as we maybe see the new year, Lord, I want to pray that we would start this new year not with making silly resolutions that maybe we keep, maybe we don't. But Lord, please, we can't slay the lamb or the ram, but you've already given yourself as a perfect lamb. Jesus, we believe that your blood is precious and powerful. And so, Lord, we ask for a fresh touch, not just by your Holy Spirit, but, Lord, significant uh, is your blood. And we acknowledge the significance of your blood. So symbolically, Lord, we touch our ear and we ask, Lord, that you, that you dab your blood, that we may hear your voice. And, Lord, symbolically, we touch our thumb. Lord, we ask that you would touch our thumb with your blood, that we may do your work. And Lord, as we point to the big toe, we ask, Lord, symbolically here, and we acknowledge, Lord, that you're able spiritually to touch our toe with your blood, that we may walk in your ways. Lord, let this be a new consecration for some of us, and let it be a reconsecration for others. Lord, as we begin this new year, let us hear, let us work, and let us walk according to your will. In Jesus' name, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 
I love you guys. Wish there were more of you. But I'm telling you, 2024 is critical. It's critical. I'm going to pray more. We're going to pray as a group more. And I hope you'll join us with the cards and make cards for other people. A lot of ringing. Make cards for other people. More intent on the things of God. Doing His will. Hearing His voice. Walking in His ways. Amen? Amen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer.